Hi, Miss Tanya. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad you asked me. I'm honored. Well, I am the one that's honored, and I am so excited for the audience to be able to hear your story. Miss um, Tanya is a wife and a mother and a prayer warrior, and she is just someone that if you want to feel good, just be in proximity of Miss Tanya because she is going to light up the room. Um, whatever room she walks in, she's going to light that room up. So if you want to feel good about yourself, you just be in the same room as she's in and you're going to automatically feel better. Um, I'm looking forward to the listeners, um, for them to be able to hear what you have to say today. Um, so for those of you who do not know Miss Tanya, uh, Miss Tanya is so many wonderful things, but um, one thing that she's going to be talking about today is her story about being a cancer survivor. So I do not want to limit her in her um, in her story, so we're just going to jump in. So if Miss Tanya, if you'll just start and kind of give us a little background and, you know, we'll, we'll get rolling. Um, it's great to be here on the podcast. I'm so grateful that you asked me um just wanted to let you know um my journey started um um i'm, I'm one of that goes to i never get sick never take medication or a headache and um uh when i turned 50 um back in 2020 uh forward to our 50s because my grandmother said you know Best time of your life is in fifty. Um, uh, you can look forward to having time to yourself with your husband. And my children are grown and out of the house. And we were looking forward to that. Uh, little did I know, um, I, when Bart and I moved to Barnwell, um, I had um, you have to re when you move you have to look for another doctor. You have to look for other caregivers. Um, and so I hadn't had my mammogram, which um, uh, I was supposed to have before I left. I had to cancel all that so we could get everything back. And I was having some, I was having some issues with my left side and uh, was in a lot of pain. And so finally, I was scheduled to have a mammogram, and that was on February the twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. And um, going through. What I went through, also COVID was, was mm -hmm. brand And so um, when I went to go get my mammogram, um, there were some issues. And, of course, they called me back to, to get reexamined again. And uh, I had an ultrasound and a mammogram again. And they um, pulled my, <clears throat> got me a CD and said, you need to take this back to your doctor concern um in the in your left breast and i said okay so i did that i went back to sharon wise um who initially um authorized the the in with and um she by the way is also a breast cancer survivor and um she said uh i want to schedule you to go to my surgeon in columbia and that's when she got me um an appointment with Dr. Metropole to have um, a mammogram. I mean, to have uh, for him to check for 
and on March 4th, 2021, is where I was sitting there with the surgeon. Uh, Bart was out in the car because we were on our way to see our girls in the upstate when we lived three and a half hours away from our school. And we were headed there to see them. And that at that point, that's when you don't want to hear the words can't the seeper. Um and I I was um told those words from Dr. Metropole. He said, I'm not I've been in this practice for 36 years and I am 99.9% sure it's cancer. Mm. And I've never dealt with any family members that had cancer. My grandfather who died of lung cancer he went through a terrible time. Of course, now they have come so far with medication and treatment. Um, and my grandfather, it's been 20-something years ago, you know, he, he didn't have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, oh, my gosh, cancer, cancer, oh, my gosh. And so um, when I um, got those words, he says, where is your husband? And I said, well, he's out in the car with our dogs. And he said, I want your husband in here. He needs to be here with you because I, I, I just started crying. And yeah. so when my, when Bart walked in the room, he was like, and I was like, you need to tell him, Dr. Mitchell, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. And he told me. Yeah. So both he and I at that point were like, you know, just shocked. So like let me. So the fact that he stayed in the car, was that when you were at this appointment, was cancer at all something you were concerned about because I mean like what was your mindset kind of moving through the initial stages of okay you know you go to have the mammogram and then they they say there's issues there and then Sharon tells you to go to another doctor like what where was your mind at was there concern or was it just like oh well they're just being overly cautious well I just felt like they were being overly cautious because I had went and had mammograms before and been called back for uh, fibroids. Um, um, the lady that, when I went back for the second mammogram, said, I think maybe it's probably an infection that you've got and be treated with antibiotics. Well, in my mind, I'm not thinking it because nobody at this point has said anything about cancer. The C word brought up by anyone. I think either I was trying to avoid it or I just wasn't thinking it couldn't be me because it wasn't my family. Um, I'm healthy. You know, I'm a healthy person. There's no reason why I should should have cancer. You know, I'm living a good life. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm doing, you know... I'm working, I'm having, you know, everything's going good. So I don't know if at that point trying to avoid it. Um, And he said, you just need to go in and see what's going on, you know, with it. So that's why he didn't go in. The dogs, because little did we know, we didn't think about it. Yeah. Um, In the back of my mind, yeah, it was there. But like you said, I think I had a block on it. Um, thinking that I'm, I'm not, it's just can't be, you know, those words came out of the mouth that I had cancer. 
it's like, oh my, you know, I, d- I don't know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. When we left there, we headed to our girls, um, my oldest daughter's house, and uh, we told them. And they're very supportive. Um, they basically told me at that time, they said, Mom, we're going to get through this. We're going to mm-hmm. get through this. This is going to get treated. The doctor was even um, very, um, he was very uh, encouraging at that. We're going to, we're going to get surgery. We're going to get it out and it's going to be gone. Um, So he was very encouraging as well. Um, But yeah, that's how it started. And then on out, I've just been doctor after doctor. And then when they set me up my appointment to get, um, my, uh, with my, uh, the oncologist that I'm with, which I go to the South Carolina Oncology in Columbia, and Dr. Hutchinson, my oncologist, and when I met with her, um, it was kind of a positive thing, because she's like, well, it's stage two, um, we can get that out, it's in, you know, uh, certain parts of your breast, and we can get it removed, and, um, you'll have to go through radiation and chemo. And, you know, when you don't know what lies ahead, Mm -hmm. it's a scary moment. It is very scary because I had no idea what radiation was. I had no idea what chemo was and what it does to your body and what radiation does to your body, Um, what cancer does to your body, period. Um, Every step I took was a scary adventure. But once... Once the plan out, what I'm going to have done and, and oh, the treatment and the medication and everything, it made me breathe a little easy. Mm. Um, but does it make it easier? No. Um, because um, they did more scans on me. Um, at the time, I had an MRI, I had CT scan, a new bone scan, um, and I had x-rays. And um, at the time when the doctor called me in after I had the CT scan, um, she said, I think we're going to have to discuss there's um, cancer in this bone. And she said, that changes things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, it, instead of it being stage two, it's going to be stage three or four. And metastatic is not curable. And so that hit me and Bart like a ton of bricks. So when she walked out of the room, we immediately started praying, immediately. And uh, it was it was another blow to the chest. I mean, it is another blow knocking the wind out of the sails, you know. And so just um, having that uh, information given to you, <clears throat> you don't know what to say. And so when she came back in, she said, I am. She said, I looked at the CT scan again, and she said, it's just showing tendonitis. It's not cancer. So we were like, praise, <laughs> praise Jesus. But she said, um, I am concerned about a spot on your back. And so it went from a high to a low end. And hmm. she said, it's still the same diagnosis. She said, there's a spot on your to, to look at. And she said, I'm going to send you for a bone biopsy which is very painful. Mm. So I had the bone biopsy and this was the weekend of, of 2021 
um, it was Easter weekend and my family was here and um, my parents were here and we'd went to Augusta for um, for lunch and my um, my mom and dad were there and you know when you have I had a bone biopsy on a Wednesday and then by Friday showed up on my my chart you mm -hmm. know your your diagnosis or whatever and so I was sitting in the car behind Bart he was driving my in the front my mom was right there and I was quiet myself and we'd already been hit really hard <coughs> with the information that I had cancer mm -hmm. so everybody was already gloom and gloom you know yeah um because information was already and um I hadn't started treatments same because they were still diagnosing me um, with what stages and what treatment that I was going And so when um, when I got the, um, when it came up on my chart, and this was on a Friday, I had the bone biopsy on Wednesday. It came up on Friday. I was looking at my phone that metastatic positive. Mm in the bone it was on my vertebrae mm. not in the bone just the bone and i was i felt alone even though my dad and my mom i, I felt like i couldn't tell them i felt mm. a point i thought do i tell them and and get everybody all upset or myself mm. that moment because i didn't want to ruin weekend you know and when I got out of the car we were walking to go get lunch in Augusta um I looked over at Bart and I said I got my test results back he went let me see and showed them to him so immediately he texted a, a pastor friend uh had a doctor in his um it was very close to and had a doctor friend to kind of look at it because <clears throat> you know doctor terms mm -hmm. long terms long -term oh yeah that you don't quite understand and so he sent the uh took a snapshot of the diagnosis and sent it to him and um we were sitting at lunch <clears throat> i had my salad my mom ate her salad my dad was waiting on his food bart was eating his food all of a sudden bart just started crying mm. but out in tears and I and thought something that they were on their way to our home for Easter. And um, he said, I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he said, I got, I got the report back. It is what it says. It is cancer. Mm -hmm. It's metastatic. And all the way home, we left. And my dad didn't even eat lunch. And we're all crying. And at that moment, my life, driving back from Augusta to Barnwell, which is what, about 45 minutes? Mm -hmm. During that 45 minutes, none of us in that car said one word. And at that moment, my life, my girls, my husband were flashing through my mind and my heart. And I'm like, I'm not going to get to see my youngest daughter get married. I'm not going to see or have grandchildren. I'm not going to get to see 
any any of the um, joys of my 50s and my 60s and my 70s and my 80s. I'm not going to get have this because my cancer and that just rolled and rolled and rolled in my head uncurable 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 so that whole weekend um I just not get it together so I told Bart I said take me straight to the church I want to go straight to the church and I want to um I want to talk to Jesus at the altar I want to get on I want to bend my flat faced to my God and I'll I want to cry out to him so I made Bart take my parents home and he let me in the church and I said, lock the doors. I don't want nobody else in here. I just want it to be me. And mm-hmm. and at that moment, I cried out to him. I mean, I know we're supposed to question why. Because God has a reason and a purpose for everything that happens in your life. No matter if it's um, something victorious or if it's something, you know, dreadful. God has plans. And so, but I'm only human, and I want to know why. Why is my life so short? Why am I having to go through this? What What did I do? You know, why? You know, am I being punished? No, I'm not. <clears throat> and God, God comforted me that at that moment, He said, "I love you, and I've got you. Mm. This is my." <laughs> I am going to be victorious. And at that moment, I mean, I bet you I laid there for an hour crying out to him and loving him and giving him joy. I mean, he was giving joy and peace in my heart for this adventure. And he said, all I want you to do, child, is let me fight this battle and you take one day at a time and Mm. live life. And that's what I did because... Whether you've got cancer or not, you're only promised today. Mm-hmm. Promise tomorrow. He never promised tomorrow. So I knew at that moment I was going to just take one day at a time. And I was going to live my life to the fullest. And I was going to continue to do his work. I was going to continue to be Bart's wife and a pastor's wife and a servant for him, you know. So. When I got back to the house, uh, my poor parents were sitting on the couch, and they were just, I mean, devastated. Mm-hmm. Both of them were sitting there holding each other, and they were just crying. And I pulled them apart, and I sat down in between them, and I said, I love you, and I'm going to be fine. God's got this, and I'm going to get through this with his mighty hand. Mm-hmm. And so I said, dry up the tears, and we're going to have a great Easter. Well, you know, the girls haven't got there yet, and I wasn't able to tell them yet because, of course, I got the report on uh, um, my chart and hadn't talked to the doctor yet. So hurting the situation. And so when the um, girls came, I, I told them, and, of course, they left, and I said, no tears, no tears, mm-hmm. got this. Of course, you know, Satan's relentless mm-hmm. and not going to give up. It And um, 
he kept telling me in my head over and over, because uh, we're going to go shopping and do some stuff that weekend. He says, you don't need to go in there and buy anything because you're going to die. You're going to mm-hmm. die. You're not going to. And it's just that was over and over in my head. And I had to constantly pray and constantly say, Satan, go away. Yeah. God's got this. This is his battle and, and he's victorious and you need to go away. Go away. And that's what I have to tell myself over. Um, one of the main blessings that come out of all this, um, and I do it, but my mom and my dad are precious, but my dad is not a church goer. Um, my mom had taken me and my brother to church when he um, when we were younger and my dad would stay home. And so he wasn't a leader in our home as far as, you know, making sure that we went to church. And, um, we were following God, but my mom did. And so my mom has always been aggravated with my dad because he never, you know, went to church with her. And it felt like a single parent. And so um, it's really hard to talk to your um your family about christ um, they're the hardest ones to read oh, yeah. and so um that saturday or easter my poor dad was sitting out on the deck at our house and um he was just when he when he gets upset he's very quiet and he doesn't say anything so I, nobody was out there. I went out there and I sat sat in front of him and I said, um, okay, dad, did you going through this? He said, I'm old. He said, I should do this, not you. And he said, my journey. Mm-hmm. And this is what uh, I'm going to go through to be able to tell my story and to reach others. I said, this is my Can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. Tears. He's got on his veteran's hat, his glasses, tears falling down his face. I said, are you saved? And he said, Mm -hmm. yes. I said, are you really saved? Yes. And I said, why don't you go to church with mom? And he said, I just don't like to be around people. And I told him, I said, listen, you're not going to church for people. You're going to church for Christ. Mm. I said, we'll fail every single I said, but Christ will give you. That's what you go for him. You go for Christ. And uh, I, I looked at him and I said, can I ask you a question and a favor? I said, start going to church with mom. Will you do it for me? Hmm. but don't just do it for me do it for God because he's he loves you and he wants you there worshiping him and my dad has been going to church every day since for two years amen with my and when we left when I left out of that away from him and everybody's standing in the deep like what did you say what did you say mm-hmm. so I didn't say anything but me and the girls left and we went to the and of course we had to stop by the shoe store 
course. Yeah, of course. And so my girls they bought them some shoes. I didn't buy them. They bought them some shoes. They put their shoes in the in the car and said, I don't want to be nosy, but can I ask you what you said to your dad? She said, You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. And I told her. She said, stopped and she said, Do you remember what you said to me many years ago? And I said, Oh mom, I don't even remember yesterday. Said, um, you said that it takes some mm-hmm. to get dad's attention and look what you're going through. Mm. So if my cancer and what I've gone through reached my father, my earthly to get to my heavenly father. I'll do it over again. Yeah. And 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 I'll keep chugging along, you know. Has it humbled him? And I am very grateful for what I don't my him I mean my earthly father um to get and so very so that was done. Um, had a great weekend. Um, did my journey get easier? No. It, um, I started chemo in April of 2021. Probably about the hardest chemo that I can have. Mm-hmm. Um, I had four doses of it. Had a dose and a week off, a dose, a week off. Um, so it was every other week for four weeks. Then I had uh, 12 more treatments of chemo after that um, it was very difficult to go through um because it takes a lot of it's a very um, strong drug um that they gave me um the first four rounds of it was uh what they called the red devil um mm-hmm. minister it through port, but the nurse have to put it by hand. Oh my god! And towels and a syringe, red stuff. And there was a black lady there, and I, I, I kept saying "red devil." She said, "Girl, not red devil. That's the blood of Jesus cleaning out that evil stuff." Boy, mm-hmm. because call it the red devil. She said, "We're not calling." We're not calling it that. And so that that made me feel a whole lot better. But the reason why they have to administer it by hand is because um, if it gets on your skin, on your skin off. So that stuff yes. was going to my body. Mm. And uh, and so it, it's taken a lot away from me. Um, it took away from my hair, but it's back. <laughs> um, not much. But um, it does destroy a things in your body and, and radiation does as well. but I went through I went through chemo I went through radiation well I went through chemo then I had surgery and then I went through radiation um and it, it's been dirty and um to say I was cancer free for a little while and then I ended up with cancer again 
um, back in the nodes under my right arm, and um, and I had to go through eight radiation. And tomorrow I start um, my third bout of chemo, but it's in pill. So, so I'm normally I'm not at a loss for words, but um. One thing I want, and there's a couple things that I want to ask. So your story, most people would be mad at God. You've, you're a pastor's wife. You've devoted your life to service. You've served the church. You've served your family. You, like I said at the beginning, you're just such a light. And most people would be angry and I would say someone going through a lot less could very well have even walked away from the faith and been like, this is not what I signed up for. God, you've abandoned me. You know, I've lived this life for you in dedication to you, and this is what I get for it. So walk us through how you were able to like, like, were there moments where you were mad at God and how, and if there were, how did you move through that? How, cause it's not very often you have someone with your story walk away with stronger faith. So tell us how you were able to move through what you went through and come out on the other end stronger in your faith. First of all, um, I have a scripture that I, um, on, and I actually have the Bible as stronghold, and I've got breast cancer verse, which we had some breaks made. I got one and showed you, but I didn't. Um, but it's the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of life, and whom shall I be afraid? Mm. Why I be afraid when God? is at the forefront of my cancer and he has fought this battle from the very get-go and when i when i laid on that altar and take this from me i leave it here on the altar for you to fight this battle for me i meant it left it there did i have moments out did i have moments of fear did i have moments where i broke down and cried Oh, yes, I'm only human. Mm. But at point, I knew that when I sang the song, One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus, I meant One Day at a Time, Sweet Jesus. Because for any of us that are going to be thankful, like I said before, we're not promised tomorrow. So I just take my footsteps and I live for today. I live for the moment of today. That's that's um, what I looked at every every day of my life, or every, every day since I was dying. That um, I've just got to live that day to its to to the fullest. Um, when I say that He is my light and He is my salvation, whether I'm here on Earth Hill or I'm in Heaven Hill, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that he has healed me from cancer. Um, I had my scan a couple weeks ago. Amen. Because I know that he has healed me from that. 
but for those that are listening to know that if you're going through any kind of struggle um you got to give it to god by day and he he mm-hmm. you're not you're not fight those battles he is and he's always going to be victorious in them and um I've, I've struggled. Um, I've had my moments of doubt. I've had my moments of fear, um, especially when the cancer came back. I think I struggled mm-hmm. um, the second time. I'm like, how many times is this going to happen? How many times am I going to have to go through this? Um, but it, each time that I, or the second time that I went through it, I realized, you know, God, God's going to heal me again. He's going to do it again. And um, does it make things easier? Um, the closer you are to God, the Satan put things in your mind. Absolutely. And out, make you fear and make you um, um, lash out on others and stuff. And my biggest um, orders have been my, my children, my mom and dad. Um, I've got great friends that have been great supporters the church has been awesome i've had people praying for me all the way in alaska all the way in israel wow and, um, yeah um it's been a it's not been an easy road but it sure has been a blessed road um i've had so many blessings along the way i've um I've, um been able to counsel and help other women that have been diagnosed with cancer. Um, not necessarily breast cancer, but it's certain you know, certain types of cancer. They'll call me and say, "How do you how do you have so much joy in your heart when you're going what you're going through?" And I said, "That is, it's Jesus and staying in His Word and prayer, um, just praying and staying focused on on prayer." Um, and there's a song that, um, that I listened to quite a bit. Sharon actually sent it to me not long after I was diagnosed and it's by Leanne Crawford and it's the truth ending on. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if any of you guys out there, um, want to listen to it, take time to listen to it because his truth, his word is what you need to stand on. Um, on the solid rock I stand, and I do. I stand on solid rock, and um, I just constantly God mind, and He's constantly talking to me and letting me. Okay, it's gonna be okay. And when I feel that peace in my heart, I know that today's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, um, like I said, some days are hard, and some days. Um, I struggle, but I just have to pick myself up and, and keep going. And I think something, and I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but, um, and this may be the same song you're, you're talking about. Um, but I, I don't know that that's what it's called, but I remember, and I want to say it was your first time back after you had the red devil treatment. It was the first time that you would come back after that. Cause I remember Bart had, or pastor Bart had, had told us about the treatment. And I just remember thinking, Oh dear God, that is, that is intense. 
Well, that was around the same time after my father had passed away and it was unexpected. And I know our, these stories are nowhere the same at all, but I remember I was struggling with so many questions um, about the why, the how, the, you know, all the, all the stuff I was dealing with, you know, internally fighting, I guess, with God, trying to make sense of, of the why. And I just remember you being at church that first time back. And I think I could be wrong, but I want to say we were singing the song and I don't know the name of it, but it was like, this is how I fight my battles. And I just remember your hands were in the air. And all I kept thinking was, dear God, if she can worship and she can praise you after what she's going through, because you were still in the midst of it. This was not once you were cancer three, you were fighting. I just remember thinking that, man, that is, that is such a testimony because I'm sitting here wrestling and you're physically fighting a battle, but you still had the energy and the desire to lift your hands up. The very arm that had cancer in it, the, the, the muscles that had cancer, you were lifting up to heaven to praise God. And I just remember at that moment watching you thinking, God, this is, you just got to take this from me because, and I will worship you as I move through this. So even though our situations were extremely different, your cancer story is not just for people struggling with cancer. Watching you move through all of this with such grace and with such, you know, faith and determination to show God in every chance that you get, um, that is a supernatural Holy Spirit led thing that you have. And I don't want to say thing to minimize it. I just don't know another word to describe it. Um, your story is changing lives, you know, not just your dad's life, not just the people you mentor, but you know, there are people praying for you, but there's also people watching you and the people that are watching you, their lives are changing. And you may never know on this side of heaven about that, but, um, so I want to speak, um, I want to ask you if you were counseling someone whose family member was going through cancer. So, you know, you, you were going through it, but your daughters had to watch you go through it. Your husband had to watch. They have no control. You know, you have the peace, but they're seeing you, but there's no way for them to be able to do anything for you but pray. Speak to those people. Speak to the people who are watching their loved ones move through cancer. How should they be there to support them? And how can they hold on to their faith throughout the journey? Um, it's really hard to, to um, speak on their behalf. Probably to have a podcast Bart children um, to know how they feel. Because um, mother, uh, she has given her um, on her end um, her Sunday school class to um, to um, get through it because it's hard. It's really hard for her and my children because they're three and a half hours away. Yeah. They want to be there to literally help me, and they mm -hmm. have the 
because I've had surgery um, and this stuff. My mom has care of me because, you know, Bart, bless his heart, he can cook food. Um, but for those that are going through it um, on the outside um, and not actually going through the treatment, it's just to be there. Be there and, and support the person that's going through it, um, because it's hard to understand what they're going through unless you're actually going through it. Um, because the treatments and the and the um, uh, medicines that are just going through wreak havoc on the body, and um, it, it's hard to know what they're going through. But the main thing is to um, just be supportive um, and, and, and try to understand why they don't feel good and try to understand why um, they don't want to do things. Um, because sometimes there were some days that I just did not want to do anything. I wanted to draw the go to sleep. And for those that don't know what they're going through, it's, it's very important to just stand on their side. And just to for them, do things for them, and, um, just be a, a good support system. Um, it's really hard, like I said, it's it's hard for me to 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 pick up on that um, that part of it. But um, just check in on them and make sure that they're okay. Um, to um, make sure that they're provided. Um, I don't. I I really don't know what else to say other than you know uh, praying with them. Part mm-hmm. um, that prayed. With them, um, it, make sure that uh, that I was okay. Um, um, understanding where he was because it, it it does it frustrates them that you're sick. They want to take that from you, and um, they want to be there for you the way and it's hard for them really hard for them to understand what you're going through really good when you have a, a big support system of people that have, are going through cancer because they relate they yeah. relate and when I'm out in public I mean I have been as far as Gatlinburg where I've ladies I'm kind of like pink on or mm-hmm. pink today because yeah. I Cancer Awareness Month, but um, I have met people out public that have had um, uh, far away in Gatlinburg where they like um, suffered cancer, kind of cancer something on, and I I walk up to them and say, "Did you did you go through breast cancer?" And they say, "Yeah." So they'll share their story with me. Wow. Well, so like you're in the same boat and. So to have somebody on the outside looking in, it's really hard to know what they're going um, I know when my grandfather was I was younger. And mm-hmm. so, and he's not that much younger, but I was between. And so it was really hard to watch him go through what he was through. And so, you know, just being a support system in there for them. So as cliche as it is, um, 
you know, anytime something happens, people are, oh, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Um, you know, we often feel like, you know, people, church people throw the word around, well, I'll pray for you, you know, but how, and, and I know I, I want to be respectful of your time. So this will probably be the last question. Um, but how real is prayer and how should people, let me think how to say this. If you're going through something, here's my question. Is prayer real? Does it really work? And is it something that has made a difference in your journey? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely prayer is, is, is the same thing. That's mm-hmm. um, is talking to him. And when people say they pray for him, I, I really feel it. I mean, I really do feel it. Um, I have been um, sent so many cards. I mean, I have a huge box of cards wow. over the few years of people from, like I said, it's from Israel, Alaska, Texas, um, California, um, from all over um, that have sent me cards saying we are praying. We um, believe that prayer is the main reason why I'm still here talking. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that I've been prayed up and prayed over um, for so many years. Um, not just during the years that um gone through breast cancer. Um, I've been prayed for all my life by my grandmother. And mm-hmm. she's still today. She's 96 years old. And so she continually prayed pray for sure. But yeah, prayer works and prayer is um something that I do not take lightly. Because mm-hmm. um, when somebody asks me to pray for them, I immediately pray for them. Just that that I don't forget. Um and if I know that I'm not gonna pray for them right at that moment, I will write their name down and I will pray for them event you know that day um but i truly believe that prayer is is the answer to everything and and i agree with you and i know i think the older i get and the more that i'm and i don't want to say learning how to pray because you know that makes it sounds like makes it sound like you have to learn how to pray a certain way but i think for me it's understanding the power in prayer and realizing you know as a christian you have resurrection power that runs through you um same resurrection power that rose jesus from the dead we have that running through us and our prayers you know that is an extension of that and that is something that as I get older, I'm, I'm understanding more and I'm able to see, man, like, you know, when like God's going to show up, he's going to show up. And I mean, it might not be in a way that we think he's going to show up, but he's going to be there. And I mean, I can tell you as someone who's in our church and who was one of those people that were, that was praying for you. And in the classrooms that was praying for you, um, the time that Bart, I think the first time he announced that you were cancer free, um, was on Facebook. And, um, I just remember I was glued. I was like, I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, okay, get to it, get to it. And it was like, when he finally said it, I just remember almost falling out of my chair because we heard words that this, 
you're not going to be healed from this. This is going to be with you forever. And it's so beautiful to know that we serve a God that is not bound by anything. He's not bound by a, a diagnosis. He's not bound by a timeline. He's not bound by what our minds create. And I just remember at that moment, just thinking, God, you are so good and you are so real. And then the second time that he said, I think that was just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? When he announced that you were cancer free again, man, I about jumped out of that pew. I was like, oh my gosh, like you're just like spitting miracles, God. I mean, good gracious. So it's your, your story is something where, you know, you always hear people say, oh, well, miracles don't happen anymore. And I'm like, look at Miss Tanya, because mm -hmm. that is, you are that you are such a testimony that God is still here. He's still working and he is still doing miracles. Exactly. I, 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 like I, like you said, prayer is, is important to me. And there's something that I, that I, wanted to say prayer is a reminder of yourself as well as a declaration to the enemy no he's there mm -hmm. amen you're letting the enemy know i'm here god's here and you're not gonna penetrate and make me think that i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna live because god's got you know got this so yeah prayer is important well, what is one thing you want to leave the listeners with um, right now? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with your story. It can be something that you just feel on your heart that you want um, people to hear before we, you know, end this. Um, just to make sure that you know your Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. And that you have a good relationship with him because any battle that you go through, answer, whether it be divorce, whether it be a loss of a child or a parent or anything like that, if you do not have Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and you're not focusing on him, you're not going to make it through. You're not going to make it through that battle. That battleground will eat you alive. And no personal savior is so important if it's something that you need to know him today you need to get in contact with myself rebecca or somebody to um, to come to know him um because if i hadn't had christ church a long time ago accepted him um i would have never made it through this journey ever I would have given, I would have given up a long time ago and said, I, I can't do this. I can't do this because without him, you are. Yeah. And so it's important that people's salvation and, and people come to know Christ. Well, amen. I mean, that's a word right there for sure. Well, yes. Miss Tanya, thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for telling your story and, you know, we're just, I, I can't wait to see what else God has in store for you and who else, you know, you're going to be able to reach through this. Thank you so much.